0: The, ah, crap, Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen.
1: And me, Kate Thompson. Yes! Yes! Yes!
0: (laughs) We're back for more War on Frogs. Yes. I'm hitting heavy on that on, so there's no more emails, or I don't know if there has been emails yet, (laughs) but no emails about me. Saying of.
1: Of frogs. Because <laughs> yeah. I guess a war of frogs, they'd be fighting each other. But a war yeah, on frogs, sense. the BPRD's fighting them. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't no, know.
0: I think you nailed it. I, I
1: think, think you, they sound I'm, similar, so I don't really begrudge you for saying one or the other, honestly.
0: but sure. Yeah. Someone does. And also <laughs> you made sense of the language that we speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we can get to those issues um, for the next two um, stories that are in War on Frogs, we got a segment for you. It's called Hell to Pay! Chee chee! <laughs> oh, hell yeah, a little bass line. <laughs> <laughs> there are two um, comic book related things. As you're listening to this, it will be uh, November 11th if everything has gone as scheduled. So, right now at your comic book shop, you can pick up the issues of Hell, Hellboy and the BPRD of the Seven Wives Club, um, which is officially released on November 11th. Now, um, I'm bringing this up because today as we're reading it and recording, they released a preview of pages of it um, exclusively at ox.avclub.com. So we're just, we're just taking a glance at the issue of the preview pages just to see the art. Um, the artist I believe's name is I'm forgetting it. Hughes. What's his first name? I cannot. Rem- Adam Hughes, I believe, is the artist. Cool. He's the he. His first foray into Hellboy was with the Eisner um, award-winning storyline um, that involved Krampus and cool. all that. Um, so I really do Krampus like his knot. Art. Krampus not. Krampus not. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And. I like his art. I'm ex- I'm excited Me to pick too. up this issue and check it out. I like his Hellboy. I think it's a solid one. Full disclosure: I haven't read that Krampus storyline since the podcast started. I sort of just haven't jumped ahead on anything, so just sat on a lot of stuff like that. What this uh, what they say about the Wives Club? This is the synopsis. It says a ghost story set in 1992. Hellboy investigating a murder committed by one of his acquaintances, a young woman Jane, with a passion for sneaking into haunted houses. When one of those visits ends with her shooting her boyfriend in the head, Hellboy digs into the history of the home to find the supernatural interference and clear his friend's name. Ooh. It's like a classic little mystery that Hellboy got himself into as well. Sweet. Previews just gives, makes me excited for a solid, it looks like a solid artist.
1: Totally. He looks like a less horny Frank Cho. <laughs> do you know what I uh I think is, I do. I think yeah. Frank Cho done? Did his he do his style looks like uh, it just like reminds me of But
0: Frank Cho did did he do art in the um in the um White Weird Tales? Did he do the cover? Did he do the he Tarzan might have. cover? Was that Frank Cho? Uh
1: I mean he does a lot of Tarzan-y kind of like bikinis think... and shit. Hold on, yeah. let me see.
0: I think that might have been the the Hellboy cover where he like has the He's swinging. Yeah, Weird Tales number six. He did the cover up. Definitely. Yeah. It's very funny to call him less horny. Like Like a really
1: like smooth style. It's like almost (laughs) Yeah. Like I think Frank Cho is like sort of notoriously horny drawing (laughs) stuff, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) But his style is like really cool, very like very like clean pencil drawings and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and I think his use on the in the preview pages, the use of shadow on Hell, on Hellboy's face specifically, yeah. I really like. It's really cool. Like it, yeah, I'm excited to check this out. And totally. I mean, as you're listening to this, folks, you probably already have it, but I'm excited to read it. It'll be cool. Hell There's yeah. a cool shot in this preview page of his tail, and I don't know. I just think that the way Adam Hughes does his tail, it looks really cool.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. Check
0: out again the Seven Wives Club. That's by Mike Mignola and Adam Hughes. Um, and if I got that name wrong, too bad. that sounds right to me. Because <laughs> uh, I couldn't find where I listed it. But we're moving on to the next big news from Hell to Pay. This was announced uh this past Wednesday, which would have been like October twenty sixth or so, twenty eighth, mm-hmm. twenty I think twenty eighth, and. What they've done, this was on gizmomoto.com, io, io9, um, Hellboy Universe Essentials Collection. So um, I have a little quote just to explain as to what this is. Essentially, is like take it's Hellboy Universe Essentials. Hellboy Universe Essentials Collection yeah. Series. And they're like broken down. The first one, of course, will be Hellboy, which is scheduled to come out on july of 2021 the first hellboy universe essentials hellboy only going to be like 1499 but this is what this says and what these are all about it and this is what mignola had to say he says in some cases bprd and witch finder it was pretty easy to select one essential book mignola said in a statement provided to io9 he's though continued to say hellboy was more complicated as there's so much ground to cover, mm-hmm. in the end, we chose to go with a collection of short stories rather than a single graphic novel. Totally makes sense to give them more of an overview of the character. We chose certain stories that say important things about his background, but also some that just show what he does and how he go- does it. A couple of stories are in there just because they're they are my favorites. That's cool. So it almost feels like these, without them coming on, saying like they're almost. It feels like introductory collections.
1: Yeah, like, if you want to dip your toe in, uh, this is seems like a good way to do it. The covers are really nice, too. Yeah, totally.
0: And also, the editor, Katie O'Brien, said, From the corpse to pancakes, these standalone stories are the perfect way for new readers to get a feel for Hellboy and his world. Awesome. Yeah, so it's very cool. I mean, this would be, like, a cool thing if, like, you have a friend or a family member that's like, I really want to check out that. Character you like.
1: Yeah. Oh, but boy, I, I where do work. I start with this 25 year old title? <laughs> yeah.
0: These seem like a good collection just to introduce them so they don't feel obligated to have to read unless they truly want to after
1: reading these. Totally.
0: Um, and then it, just a little more information after that release that will occur um, or about that release on July of 2021. That does include The Chained Coffin, The Third Wish, Pancakes, The Nature of the Beast, The Corpse, The Baba Yaga. A Christmas Underground, the Ghoul, and the Troll Witch, and then the line will continue into the with the Hellboy Universe Essentials BPRD in November of 2021, followed by the Hellboy Universe Essentials Lobster Johnson in March 20, 2022, and then the Witchfinder um, Hellboy Universe Essential will be July of 20, 2022. So oh, cool! Something to look forward to to like purchase and give us gifts, I guess is how I see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Oh, oh, and the last thing, they, they, they gave us a little bit of taste of the covers. Um, They're pretty solid, just hell, the classic Hellboy symbol. and then, But what they say is that each release in the series will also feature a brand new cover art by Mignola and colored by the lo- longtime Hellboy collaborator, Dave Stewart. And they're solid. They're cool. Oh. Um, oh, I yeah. really like the, the cover for the Hellboy one, I think. I like the... Uh, st- like the very stern Hellboy, small little crown, and then the tentacles sort of swirling around him, and I think it's really solid. yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm, i
0: my only critique of the BPRD one. You have, of course, apes front and center, Liz, Johan, some frogs, a skull, some cool stuff. Just saying, where's Roger? You know,
1: where's Roger, man? Where's Roger? Give me a
0: Roger on that cover.
1: <laughs> he's, he's really that. He's a. He's, he's earned it. He's earned that. Place. Well, I guess that's it. Then then you got to put in Daimyo. Then you got to put in Kate. Where would it yeah. end?
0: Yeah, I should just shut up. They <laughs> No, this no, I
1: great. I agree with you. I yeah, they they all look really good and like very streamlined
0: for sure. But that's it for Hell to Pay. Cool new collection as well as a new uh, storyline coming to you on on the stands as you listen to this again, November eleventh. Check out the Seven Wives Club. But that's it. We're going to now, we got no more segments for this episode. We're going to move on to the story, the next two storylines of War on Frogs. Ooh. I just want to remind you, listeners, of the order that we're going from. We're going off of the Omnibus Volume 2 of BPRD's Omnibus Collection of War of Frogs. The prior episode, we, li- we did Chapter 1 and 2. Chapter 1 was pr- previously Black Flame Number 1. The next ones we're reading are Chapter 3 and Chapter 4. This next first one, Chapter 3, was originally published as The uh, Revival. And then it was reordered as Chapter 3. And then the next one is Chapter 4, was originally War of Frogs number 2. But if you just want to follow easily, just stick to the omnibus version, Order of War on Frogs. Yeah. That's all. So, okay, I'll let you take over. Yeah, guide us through this. This real, I I'm really looking forward to this story. Um, I think this is a really cool. I like. This, I like. It's this fun.
1: Yeah, and, then, and I, the cover's really cool too. You have like, um, basically like half or like three quarters of the page with this back background that kind of goes up into the silhouetted BPRD agents with their. Little goggle circles uh, standing out Um, with one sort of more in the foreground in like with like a full like AK-47 and like really decked out in armor. And then underneath that, like on the bottom half of the page is a cool sort of like diamond shape uh, with basically like a little sample of the frog's altars to Hem that we've been seeing. So you've got like yeah. a spinal cord and some rib bones and like a femur <laughs> and a frog tongue, and like you know tentacles and like nails driven into the b p r d logo and various skulls and a cool like frog skeleton and a flame and like a candle like a really ominous looking candle um yeah. just a really I love cool the touch of the nails it's awesome it's very like really. It's it's just a nice this is like a nice little encapsulation of the like gothic horror that we're expecting from these frogs at this point, because it's very like actiony. But whenever we see the kind of like the the things that the frogs are creating, we get like we we remember like, oh, this is like they're calling forth this like and horrible, you know, cosmic horror being. And it's it's really cool. Totally.
0: Um and it's a great. Re- I I think you're you nailed it. Like, it's really cool to be reminded of like how terrifying and horrific the threat is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so not creepy. just a horde of frogs; it's a grander thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this one's uh, so it's Mike Mignola, and John Arcuti working together, illustrated by this one's guy uh, Guy Davis, and did anybody else help with it? Sorry, I'm I think like double checking. It's just Guy Davis. Okay.
0: And then, yeah, I think it's a standard it's it's almost like a classic BPRD your usual crew Stuart and Clem Robbins lettered by
1: Clem Robbins. Yeah. okay, cool. And it shows you uh, where Alabama, July 2004, and it's like a sort of like a tent revival kind of meeting that's happening where you have like a preacher and he's bringing forth this little girl who's like a healer. He's like, this girl can heal you. One woman comes up in a wheelchair and hasn't been able to walk for 12 years. And she's like, please, please heal me. And the child's like, you don't have to beg and kisses the woman on the forehead. Immediately, the woman stands up, starts clapping and singing along with everybody. The rest of the, you know, true believers in this tent. And everything's all great and wonderful until the woman starts choking and then turning into a frog creature almost immediately, like starts transforming. Ripping through her clothes. Uh, The rest of the tent is like, it's like a record scratch. Like, everybody's like, what's happening? Like, looking in horror. And then everybody just bolts and runs away from her. But it's kind of too late. There's, like, frog creatures already sort of implanted in. Or, like, I guess they were all, like, transforming at the same time. Yeah, like,
0: all the white-shirted guys are all just frogs in hiding you know, yeah ready to burst down on their true form
1: and that they do they like start ripping up people chomping on them with their huge frog tusks <laughs> yeah. um, just ripping everybody apart and the girl continues to like, like they bring a person up to the girl she kisses him on the forehead and he transforms he like it's assumed that he transforms again into uh, another frog creature so they're Spreading the good new the good word of Katha around and you know, in the guise yeah. of like a Christian um sort of like uh meeting. They're yeah, they're I'm gathering to people together and then it's like I don't know, like I I am not super familiar with like evangelical like tent that's... kind of like traveling tent meetings or whatever, but um, you know, that's the flavor that you get from it.
0: But well, that's what I couldn't remember is the uh, word in, yeah. in- and uh, the religious name you just said. Oh, evangelical. evangelical. I couldn't remember that word. Yeah, yeah. But that's what it, it came at that and uh, I never uh, the movie starring Steve Martin, Leap of Faith, are the two things, that's what it makes me immediately think
1: of. I'll have to watch it. I don't Leap know if it's Faith. worth
0: watching, but it's old and I can't remember much about there,
1: it. <laughs> that's usually the thing, like whenever I would see a movie at like a, a DVD at the grocery store, usually, and I'm like, Oh my god! This movie has like Bill Murray and like it. Ha- it'll have like a bunch of like famous actors, but I, but it's like a title you've never heard of. That's because the movie is probably dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like if you if all these famous people are in it and you've never heard of it, it sucks. <laughs> most oh, likely, so- most likely.
0: Before we move on after the blackout, yeah, I, I I wanted to point out that this is something that's really cool. And um, is that so? The little girl. Um, is the same little girl? It's implied by the clues of like her dress, as well as the ball she's holding. The ball. She's the same yeah. gr- girl. That little girl is the same um, frog girl who attacked Roger back in Plague of Frogs, like that fucking almost destroyed him. Yeah. It was a Little girl, and he went up and was like, "Are you okay?" And then transformed and fucked him up, and they pretty much had to reboot him. Yeah. Because it's like her plus the ball is the same thing that we've had that motif ball when he's like had that weird vision where he's a little boy and he has plays with the ball and he followed the ball and all that that got, yeah, that's, that's where this is coming from. Is it, it's a direct connection back to
1: plague of frog. Yeah. We're to believe it's the same. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Subtle. I like they don't like lean into it. They just it's there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like they'll understand this. If they've got this far, they, they'll probably get this reference here. Yeah, it's so creepy. And the girl's like expressionless, you know, a classic creepy child, just a spaced out little kid. And then after the blackout, we see the remnants of the tent. It's just destroyed. It's debris of chairs and the wheelchair that we saw earlier and torn pieces of tent fabric, and then cuts to another new tent in a different location in Lebanon, Tennessee, June 2005. And we have similar kind of like a preacher starting to like begin to rile people up and say how this girl can help to heal you. A man volunteers to come up who's lost his arm. She goes to kiss his head, but this time when the preacher says, Believe in her and you'll be healed. Healed of anything. And she's like slowly going to kiss the man on the forehead. And we hear mm-hmm. off out of the panel, anything. Well, that's good. See, because I got this really bad hangnail, says Daimyo as he walks into the tent. <laughs> and like, it's like coming out of the side of his mouth that's like ripped Such open. A cheesy action hero moment. Yeah, exactly. It's like he has no ear and his teeth are sticking out. So I think that's a really great one action one-liner of like, despite his face, he'll he'll go to be like, I have this bad hangnail that's bothering me. You know, it's very <laughs> funny to me. And he's got all the BPRD guys around him. They don't start blasting immediately because there very well could be humans in this tent. So yeah. he kind of comes in and just like confronting the girl. Uh, this other preacher who we saw previously... Puts like a reassuring hand on the girl's sh- shoulder. Don't worry, not yet. And they're kind of like, "Hey, break it up! This is like, you know, we're hanging out. It's our right to gather." And he's like, "Uh, he's like, I don't think frogs have any rights." Basically, like, yeah. he, and then he points his gun at the girl. Uh, things are getting tense. People are like standing in front of the girl. And Daimios, I really kind like this like, moment
0: real quick. I love the build to pointing the gun because I love he's like. Yeah. He's like, but I don't think there's a word in there about the frog's rights. Like you said, and I love, he's like, what, what the devil are you talking about? No, no, not the devil. This is much worse, but don't take my word for it. Task her. And that's when he points the gun. It's just, I like the tension. I like it. It's really cool.
1: (laughs) I think he's like, I guess Damien is trying to kind of suss out who is the frog already. The BPRD agents talking to each other is like, this is a mistake. Should have killed a bunch of them when we walked in. But the other guy's like, but we still don't know who's all, who all's in the bunch. Could be everybody at this point. Just got to wait for them to show us. Right. So he's and he's like sweating because they're basically walking right into the middle. They're like have getting themselves surrounded. The BPRD agents by walking into the middle of this crowd. And time like, ask her about crowd crab point. And then some of the other people like the actual humans who are there are like crab point. A lot of people died there. I thought it was bird flu. The government told us. And the, some people are like, yeah, but the government lies. And then <laughs> the humans start leaving. Like people start exiting the tent. Cause they're like, uh, this is getting I'm not feeling comfortable here. Um, and they're like, no, it's healing and salvation is here. Not bad adding salvation like that, but I think you're losing them. And then you hear like this, you know, <laughs> this long kind of drawn out croak. That on the next page is revealed to be an enormous frog creature with like crazy huge tusks, enormous long tongue, just standing like 15 feet tall. And it's a little girl. I love that the
0: little girl is the biggest of them. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Transformed still with the little ball in its hand. And the people, like, look on. The people at the door of the tent are like, oh, fuck. Like, they're completely horrified and start screaming and running out. (laughs) Um, Okay, then. That takes care of the civilians. So Daimyo starts, like, uh, let's get to work and starts shooting immediately at the frog. The agents just are still kind of overwhelmed. Like, one jumps. The biggest frog jumps right onto a BPRD agent and gores it with its tusk. Smashes the head like a melon. And it's like, Wrong, like, you know, <laughs> doing it's like croaking roar, which is really cool. And it, it like bounds out of the tent. The rest of them, Daimyo is like, yeah, you're all toast and starts like blasting into the rest of the frogs that are still there. The preacher, after he gets shot, the blonde preacher doesn't transform or anything after Daimyo fills him full of lead. And Daimyo says, you, you're you not even one of them. Why? It's a sad world. So, so sad. She, the messenger, she bears the blessings of Saduham. Blessings for us all. A seed, spore, hers to plant again and again. Change this sad world. So you get like a maniac, like a human being who's like betrayed humanity and is trying to bring about Armageddon through this, yeah. you know. You know, they come they come along. Um, the other preacher, meanwhile, has fully turned into a frog. We recognize him from his hat. And he gets shot right in the head (laughs) and all blasted up in his body. And um, they're like pretty much wiped out. But Daimyo's like, yeah, we got to get that big one. She's out there. She's the one we've been looking for. There's agents outside. They'll handle her. Cut to that huge frog ripping, just ripping into torsos of BPRD agents that are outside. (laughs)
0: She's ripped apart.
1: Three agents, <laughs> these unlucky, unlucky red shirt equivalents. Yeah. You know they're like all scattered about on the ground. Um, I feel and like then if she... you're given,
0: if you're a BBRD agent and you're you're assigned to wear one of those like helmets with the goggles, yeah, you're just meant to die.
1: <laughs> you're toast. Yeah, your face isn't showing up on camera. <laughs> you're frog fodder.
0: <laughs>
1: and then so Daimio like starts blasting at it. And it jumps away into the woods, into this crowded wood. The preacher inside the tent, the blonde preacher, is still alive. And the BPRD's agent that's there is like, "Ah, oh, let's get a medic in here. Oh, nah, uh too late. And then he finally dies. And that's intercut with Daimyo running into the woods. The creature transforms back into a little girl in hopes of, like, I guess, persuading Daimyo not to kill it.
0: Yeah. Um, almost maybe trying to it's a classic, I think, like trick from a monster. Right.
1: Like, you like, wouldn't hurt me.
0: Yeah. Or Even like,
1: though he fully saw it transformed a moment ago.
0: Yeah, or try to play up like, I'm a little girl, the monster takes control. Yeah. Right, right. It's
1: not me. <laughs> Daimyo's not to be fooled. Like she's like, Help help me. Help you? Help you what? Make uh Help you make our better world. And immediately she like goes back to scowling at him and he lights her up. Uh, no thanks. This one's just fine with me. And he walks back to the direction of the tent. And the girl slash huge frog is finally dead. And we just see the last panel is the bloody hand of the preacher holding onto the ball with this like very green, evil looking big ring that he's had the whole yeah. time. Um, so foot-
0: yeah, an old what? I was going to say something like he was a football player, but that wouldn't be. Oh good. yeah,
1: his championship <laughs> ring. I'm sure it's like a horrible Sadhu Hem gifted, like, you know, gemstone from the yeah. netherworld or whatever the fuck, you know, some yeah. evil frog related situation. Like, oh, you'll be given all these riches in, in you yeah. know, Katha Hem's paradise or whatever in this new great world.
0: Yeah, it's a very interesting the thing that you that what you're bringing up is like I'm really unclear why I know what he says. It's a sad, sad world. So it seems like his only thing would just like to bring about the end because it's just there's no hope anymore for the world. Like it's so sad. It's just like let's end yeah. it.
1: I guess. Um, I'm sure he's had a logic. sad life or something.
0: Yeah, because I'm like, how else would you get on board with these with these? Nasty. I bet right?
1: there's a lot of crazy people. You know, there's a lot of crazy people who help um, other charismatic crazy people. It's a cult.
0: True, it's a cult. You're
1: right. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying these frogs are known no Na- uh, Nathan Ranieri, You know, they're no. Yeah, Nathan- they're not. A- <laughs> I fucking hate that
1: guy. He's, yeah, he's such horrible. a dork. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, of course, obviously, he's like a fucking rapist and like a total criminal and manipulative weirdo uh thief but he's also just like such a fucking nerd he makes me so mad i want to like give him a wedgie with his like little sweatpants
0: (laughs) i I hate him i hate him so
1: much but let's just say that
0: those frags have the those frags those (laughs) frags those frogs
1: those frogs
0: are definitely not kissing everybody you know for the, yeah, I guess, I guess the little girl's been kissing him on the forehead. So I,
1: they're you know. also yeah, she's kissed him on the forehead. But they've they're asking, they're they're like, please help me. Well, they're not asking for what they get. They get um, no. Yeah, it's oh. rough. It's rough.
0: It is rough. But I think this is a cool, perfect example of like what I would want from like a vignette story, like where it's just like it feels like a. F- Even though we in the major storyline have gotten to the point where Daimyo is gone, right? He's exited BPRD in extreme circumstances. This is a cool, just like almost like a flashback to sort of just, it it just, it's so self-contained that I really like it.
1: Yeah. It gives you a glimpse at his kind of strategic side. Like he's not always just running and gunning. He's like trying to outsmart people a little bit and trying to like separate the civilians from the monsters that he has to kill. So it, yeah. it shows him as like, I mean, I wouldn't even say compassionate. He's just doing his job of not murdering humans. Uh, but it, so it kind of like gives you a little glimpse of that because before, like in in the other stories, we've watched the BPRD just jump in, literally blast the door down, and start filling up frogs with lead. But in this situation, it's like, well, the frogs are in disguise, so we got to be a little more subtle.
0: Yeah, I'm with yeah. you there. It's it's great to see and. And to see like his like <laughs> I don't know his, his just that that aspect of Daimmia that is no nonsense, which is very much that part with the the girl and him saying, "Help you make your better world, and then just you know takes her down, yeah, it's just like, yep, he's not gonna be fooled, which is a little bit of his pride, which maybe might lead to his demise in mm-hmm. a sense, um is he, he's not willing to ask for help or take a moment of help." So it helps. He has near, like
1: convictions, you know. Too, yeah. it's like he's yeah. Yeah, I really liked this
0: story. It, it it's it really. I, I know I've said this already about the thing with like this collection reminds me of the early days of BPRD when they were figuring out who to go with. But it also it feels like that, and it feels like just a good one shot for Guy Davis, even though he's yeah. now the man, one of the biggest voices behind the BPRD run this just feels like very, just like a one shot displaying all the talents of this team.
1: Yeah. And I like too, that they gave, you know, they gave somebody who's basically human. Like he rarely uses his Jaguar God.
0: He doesn't use it at transforming. all. He, he, the thing he's trying to keep. He under suppresses act. it. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's like, he's just like a cool, badass human character who I think that you would have a need on a, on a, BPRD if it existed you know it would have yeah. to like you can't just rely only on these supernatural beings you'd have to have a couple of like really strong like soldiers like this and it's just I think Dimey is such a cool character in that way
0: I'm with you there and I think we've in yeah. an afterward we heard how Arcudi was like they knew from the get go that he was going to be like sort of tear things from the inside out so yeah. I think it's, it's showing how smart they were to be like they created a character that was necessary to make BPRD, like, sort of grow and be, cor- be more of a, a formidable um, uh, opponent to this greater plague of frogs. Yeah. This threat. It needed a character like him to come in and be like, okay, everybody, you guys got to fucking step up. Yeah. We're not they can't just-,
1: just, like, all be librarians and shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like... Like, they have to, you have, like, their problem is huge right now. They have to have people who are just fucking soldiers, like Marines, who are coming in and doing this, which sounds, you know, it's like, I was, uh, I mentioned the movie Tango and Cash. Yeah. It's such a copaganda kind of a, like, make cops look cool and good kind of movie. Of course. So, you know, I hate to say anything positive about (laughs) any... soldier character i don't know you know what i mean it's like it's like hard to like but this is certainly a character who's needed
0: i i agree and i think there's a weird thing where i sort of go soldiers soldiers versus a lot like local law enforcement i think that's where it's gotten bad is that it's a pretty big distinction there's a distinction but we now blur the lines with like the shit that law local law enforcement has it's like i don't want yeah they're so
1: militarized they're basically like soldiers to Against their own people. It's fucking crazy. Don't want that. I don't yeah, want that. What, do you, this difference what does the LAPD me? need a tank for?
0: Yeah. Whereas the BPRD, they're going up against something that's
1: The BPRD needs a tank. Give them yeah. a tank. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're preventing Armageddon. They're actually doing something here. Uh,
0: but, I mean, I, don't, I, I mean, I like the whole issue. I don't know if I have a particular favorite. I think it's just a solid all-around um, story. A little short story.
1: Totally. I totally agree. Really fun.
0: It's almost like this would be a cool, if there if BPRD was a TV show, this would be like a fun middle of the season episode to throw in that yeah. didn't, wouldn't change the trajectory of like the show or the arc. It would yeah. just like, maybe it would just explore character.
1: Yes. In a sense. That's what totally. it sort of feels like. It's really cool. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, good stuff. I agree. Good stuff. Let's move on to chapter four. Yeah. It's it's fun that you can notice in the covers which ones were like part of the plan to make War on Frogs and the others right. were like, <laughs> like Black Flames covers. The first chapter one is clearly Black Flames cover. Uh, and then the second story, it's like, oh yeah, this covers directly with the story. <laughs> and then the last one that we just covered that was originally revival. That cover is clearly has nothing really to do with the story. It's just like a cool cover. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't think of the second cover. Oh, it's Roger. I love that Roger's beating up. Um, he's clearly beating up frogs, and it's like, yeah, that's what he does in the issue.
1: Totally. <laughs> this cover is yeah. cool. I yeah, I like the. Yeah, it's very specific to this story. We have three BPRD agents. Two in the front with their, you know, trying to be alert. And the one in the back who is fucking dead from the frog tongue that's Whoa. been uh, like wrapped around it. Yeah. This frog kind of like looming in the shadows. Um, so, yeah, very eerie kind of ha- ha- like hunting frog. We get yeah. the sense of which is exactly what we get in the story. Yeah.
0: It really reminds you how much you love in YOLA like tentacle. Because of this. The, They're the so cool. Life.
1: <laughs> it's totally like a loop-de-loop writhing with like a drippy bit of saliva coming off of it. That like Ooh. numbing saliva that they have. Yeah. Um, it's very eerie. Yeah. Um, and then the inside of this of this issue, is, the art is d- done by John Severin, um, who's really cool. I really liked this issue. It was nice to have such a departure in styles. Yeah. Um, and I think that this guy did a great job.
0: Uh, this was written by John Arcudi, as you said. Art by John Severin, colors by Dave Stewart, and then letters again by Clem Roberts.
1: Hell yeah! Sorry, close that
0: tab. <laughs> oh, you're all good. Uh, I really like before you get into the story. Just the initial when I first looked at the first page, I loved Severin's mm-hmm. style. So it was so distinctly and different from what we've we've our eye has sort of become, uh, made what we associate with Hellboy and BPRD. It's so drastically yeah. different that I liked it and it felt like something that was from an old uh, horror comic, like an
1: early, totally. it feels,
0: immediately feels like it's from an old timey horror comic and I love that.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It's like Strange Tale kind of like, yeah. st- a ton of like hatching, like a ton of like cross hatching and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of like very little details and like the machinery and dials even in the background and stuff. Like it kind of starts off um, Abe and I also love Abe in his like shirt that he wears to work. Yeah. His like collared shirt that he wears in these issues. He looks like he's wearing a shirt that a um a, a trapper
0: or a mountaineer would wear without knowing thinking of it. He's wearing right, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like a working shirt. I'm sure it's like a thick shirt. It's cold in Colorado. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's probably like a dicky kind of cloth.
1: It totally, yeah. It's a it's a it's a very functional shirt. But it looks, it's it's like a funny look for him, and so yeah, he's like he's talking on the radio to a teen. He's he's still hanging at the BPRD, not going out in the field. He's communicating with a small team, who have found on a like a docked submarine. Am I right or a ship? I think it's just a what kind ship? of ship. Is
0: this? I think it's just like okay. A, it's like a battleship.
1: Okay, cool. Like a former marine, like navy battleship, I guess, and. It's pretty well abandoned. The frogs have, like, come in and made their altars and made their scratchings on the wall and all that stuff. The team's like, yeah, nobody's here. Like, the frogs are all gone. And then they're like, we're we're pretty much going to, like, pack out. And then the team, as they're walking through the, what, hallways of the ship.
0: Yeah, corridors, um, maybe.
1: Yeah, the little corridors. Super, super dark, like, shadows everywhere. A lot of, like... Pipes and wires and stuff above them, and like yeah. low ceilings. I really like that you know. he,
0: that John Severin does a great job, and again with with Dave Stewart as always doing great work. But with just just the drawings, you get already just from the simple panels that they're in tight quarters. Like they're walking yeah. in single file. They're everything's just so. It feels lovely. very confined. Yeah, and they can't keep their eyes on each other. Just setting us up great for the the tone and the atmosphere of this entire story.
1: Yeah, it definitely feels this whole issue, and we kind of said it a second ago, but, like, aliens, when all the shit hits the fan, and the, like, team of badass Marines goes in to check out the aliens. Uh yeah. And are, of course, like, I mean, go watch Aliens if you haven't, but shit pops off in a similar kind of situation where they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go in and handle this. No fucking problem. Uh, And then there's a huge problem, but, um, (laughs) yep. (laughs) But for now it's cool. The the like, it's cool to see the team kind of like all the BBRD sort of like, they don't like talk shit on the other agents, but they're like making, they're always like making jokes. It seems like about the, the like supernatural agents that work there. (laughs) You know, he's like saying why Abe, isn't in the field and there somebody's like oh yeah uh, like the leader is like there something scared him that freak what the hell could spook him brother with a rod and reel and a big can of worms and then they all start cracking up like you know just like <laughs> making jokes about abe and then the the lieutenant is like kind of saying uh yeah funny but i never met nobody wasn't scared of one thing or another well except i guess the big red guy and he kind of says like he is why I joined the BPRD. I saw Hellboy kill a fucking lake monster. And after that, writing speeding tickets or whatever seemed like really pointless and boring. So. Now we're here. Uh, the door is stuck. Um, uh, where's the guy who has the grenades? Oh, he's not fucking here. And the grenade launcher's not there. And it's just his cigarette smoldering on the ground. Everybody's kind of like sh- shuts up real quick. They're like, oh, fuck. And the darkness is like now that it's gone from like some kind of like medium hatching to like completely dark around them as they realize um, one of our team is missing and we didn't even notice. And now we're locked in here. Uh So they're calling it in, telling Abe, um, you know, somebody went missing and that sucks. And they're like, he wandered off and then they're like, hey, where's this other guy? He was right over here. Now he's fucking not. Right behind you, huh? Son of a bitch. And then we see emerging out of the darkness one of the frogs with, like, its glowing tongue. And they're, like, immediately like, fuck, there's still frogs in here. Everybody, everybody, like, get your shit together. Arm up and, like, you know, stay frosty, basically. Look around you. And they're going to, like, search the rest of the of the cabin. But then, of course, like, almost right away, a frog. There's, like, an open porthole that, like, lets some light in. <laughs> But through the porthole comes one of the comes the frog's horrible tongue, and it grabs one of the guys and pulls him through the porthole in a way that like disembowels him. You know, like he gets like ripped apart while he's like okay. So his head is out of the porthole with the frog. The frog like wraps him up in his tongue, and then he's his dead body sinks back into the ship and slides down with like a schwump.
0: It's like you tried to put him in a juicer. It didn't get through the, like, it didn't get through it properly. Yeah, and you just it's like it a carrot that gets
1: jammed in there. It doesn't quite <laughs> yeah. get through. You're like, ah, it's too big. It's so and then, nasty. so he just killed him and, like, he let him fall back in. It took his gun. <laughs> the frog, like, took that soldier, BPID guy's gun. So, like, fuck. Um, so they're gonna, they're gonna be like, okay, everybody stick together. We're gonna fucking get out of this. And as the, like, lieutenant's basically done saying that, he turns a corner and the frog's hanging there from the, like, from, you know, the fucking bars. And he just swipes in such a cool drawing, uh, swipes at his face and rips his fucking jaw off, like, kills him. Um, so the lieutenant's dead. That's such a cool
0: jump scare moment too like that's just it's great horror, horror horror moment of just boom absolutely within one panel ah and then immediately just just destroying his job
1: <laughs> and you get the sense it's just happening so fast so, like this frog can really move um you know because he does that and then he runs away and even though the other bprd agents are shooting at him they only like just get his leg they're freaked out they're like fuck Oh my God, we're done! Like we're getting hunted. This is horrible. Um, cut back to Abe stirring tea in the Colorado headquarters, um, <laughs> and he's just talking to Kate. They're like, "Yeah, this other thing popped up on last year's map. Yeah, we should check. We should totally check that out." And then the agent on the li- on the um, on the radio is like, "Hey, agent, agent. Uh, hey, fish dude. Agent <laughs> Sapien speaking." Uh, this is Lieutenant Bradley's frequency. Who are you? Um, they're like, everybody's fucking dead. We're so fucked. There's the only three of us left and it's, we're done for. <laughs> and it, uh, Abe's like, okay, I'll call in backup, but it's going to be a while. So it just hang tight. And they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Let's go. There's three of us. We can probably open the door. And as they try to go to the door, they see a human shaped figure hanging from some like, loose wires and they freak out they start blasting and they're like wait 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 and it's the body of one of the guys that, of Kohler one of the agents who was killed earlier so the frog set this up this decoy so the frog is smart it's like yeah. hunting them in very strategic ways it's like taking them out one by one it's using the environment to its advantage and it's setting up traps and shit like that so they're telling Abe like they're fucking picking us off out here it's it, it's terrible And of course, like as they're on the radio, one of them, this is a great, I loved this kind of transition from one page to another where like the one guy's chest flashlight is on and he's like, can you, like he gets off the radio with Abe and he's like, there's nothing they can do right now. Like, can you believe that? Sorry, sack of, and the other agents like Bernie, get that out of my eyes. Cause he's like blinding him with a bright light. Oh my bad. And he like covers up. His light. And of course, then it's like we can see illuminated behind him, the frog hanging there. Very like ape like frog creature. I really yeah. like hit a lot. All of his like hanging from the ceiling. You get the sense he's like crawling on the ceiling and stuff. Super r- reminiscent of Aliens to me. I also just watched yeah. that. So it's like very in my head. And yeah, the frog fucking takes this, picks this guy up, clangs him like a cup on some jail bars across the ceiling, like, (laughs) you know, just completely (laughs) fucks him up immediately. The other agent actually manages to shoot the frog in the eye and out comes this purple crazy blood. But unfortunately, the other agent is already dead. So uh, this guy takes a piece of metal pipe that he finds, Prize open the door. Finally, the, la- the last remaining agent, he sees a pile of their ammunition and guns with a candle melted on top of it in <laughs> a, you know, I guess like in a way it's kind of like one of the altars that we've been seeing. Yeah. And then the frog is like Wah! and kind of like. Comes out from behind. Kind of goofy. Um, I love it. Like, from behind some structure on the top of this. Sh- yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm still here, motherfucker. And, he, and he's, we have this agent thinking to himself, um, his eye. I just shot him. Same one, alive. How did he get up? Uh, like, you know, he's like realizing that it's kind of this w- one frog, Yeah,
0: you know, that's time. been
1: taking out the whole team. And all he has right now is this pipe that he used to pry open the door and he's thinking back on all these other we kind of get a shot of all the other dead agents there and then you get the impression that time has passed because you see this other figure now on the deck of the ship kind of continuing in mid-conversation which makes two of your men still unaccounted for five of the ones that are why they look like they never had a chance so it's this other it's the backup that Abe Sapien called in reporting to Abe like everybody's either dead or missing. It, it's totally fucked. Say this for your boy Demers. He knew what he was up against. Uh, by the time he got to this deck, he knew. That makes him one brave SOB in my book. You done your boys, pr- or he done your boys, Prab. So I don't know. He's like insisting that there was no other frogs in the ship. they They've got like a ton of guys here now. And sonar and infrared, it was just this one frog who was just taking this whole team out, even though, like, I guess these BPRD agents had were given the impression that they were kind of easy to kill, but they're not with, like, badass daimyo and they're not with any of the supernatural... DPRD agents, so it's like, yeah, one of these frogs could be really fucking dangerous and still take a bunch of you guys out. It's really cool. We see the frog dead with the the pipe through the middle of his chest. I guess this 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 last agent was like a complete badass and managed to like push it through the frog's chest and kill it. So I have a question
0: for you. Yeah. The 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 agent, the first missing agent, was a frog all
1: along, right? Oh wait, you're like freezing. Oh sorry, just. Wait, repeat repeat the question. Sorry, you kind of froze.
0: You were you were saying something before I asked that question. What were you
1: saying? Oh, just that the frog it is totally destroyed and this last BPRD agent was like a complete badass and managed to shove a fucking rusty pipe through the middle of his torso, the frog's torso. I mean, he's also dead, but you know, he took out the frog with him, which is cool. It's like a cool image to end on.
0: I agree. It's 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 wild. But my question was for you do you think that the first frog was that first missing
1: agent? oh I think it I was. I don't I don't know I guess because I got the impression I want to go back I mean to, two two are missing
0: I want to do the count I think I did this when I first read it and I counted because I was like <laughs> wait I think he is the frog all along because you start with one two three four five six seven of them. Okay, the one smoking is in the very back. Okay, so there's seven guys. Now the panel, you know, the page where we can we're going to talk about that 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 dragon, Hellboy page on its own in a moment. But the yeah. panel right below that, there's an agent who has like a little mischievous smile in the shadows right there. You see that in that? Oh panel. yeah. He's like. I don't I don't want oh they're up for I'm up to no fucking good so then so we know they started with seven okay the first one to die is mustache out the window that's one then we have after that we well, have the the capsule. first one that Grits the
1: first the smoking one goes missing first
0: yeah but I'm counting his the frog so we're only gonna get got to it seven. he is the he's the one missing death got it Window. Jaw. Then after the jaw, we, uh, we're we down to three more. Then we get, uh
1: how does he die? Oh, he dies.
0: How the hell does he die? How does he die?
1: He no. just gets like, di- he just gets like disappeared. Oh, like right. they're kind of having a conversation and there's three of them. And then suddenly there's only two of them. Right. So he gets. that's taken like when they're, when they're inside. shooting at the decoy that's
0: right so decoys third mm-hmm. we're down to th- three then uh, then the, it comes out of the shadows we're down to just now we're up to four dead one
1: alive one I think is my count off <laughs> and then well once the third guy once the, the so there's three guys shooting at the dead decoy guy and the one of those three gets just taken away into the shadows and they're like where the hell is Whitcomb then there's two of them left alive. Then we see the frog in the shadows grab the one guy and just fucking rake him across the ceiling. And yeah. then the last living guy shoots that tries to shoot that one in the eye. Um and then they get out onto he, and then the last remaining guy gets out onto the deck and the frog that he just shot in the eye is up there.
0: So I think that agent is the frog. I think he was a little mysterious frog decoy that decided to take down all the bprd agents.
1: It is I kind of do believe you because you get this like smiling
0: that panel, right? With guy, the smile. Yeah,
1: yeah, like what's what else would that be about? But that guy you can't see whether or not he's wearing a baseball hat or not cuz the smoking guy in the back was wearing a baseball hat. Yeah. I but maybe but maybe it's just obscured by the edge of the panel. Well, I think you might be right. Is-
0: that's what I think. Um, I didn't read up on it, I just taking off the page what I think.
1: I guess it's like such a confusing mess down there that like it, it I guess it could be open to interpretation. It seems like you're right though.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I feel like my count is off, so I think I'm wrong.
1: I, I guess the I'm, implication then would be that they could infiltrate the BPRD and that would be very bad. That would be very
0: bad. But maybe my count is just off. Um, cause they start with seven.
1: Well, the guy at the end, the soldier at the end is like five dead, two missing.
0: Yeah. But I'm like, I guess it's just the two people got pulled. So maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't understand that panel. <laughs> I just don't understand the panel with that person smiling. And I'm like, the only people we've seen are agents. So I'm just like, is he just another, is he the frog? You know?
1: Yeah, I can totally see why that would throw you. It feels like cat's the it's fr- the frog. That's what I mean. Yeah, and he's hiding because the the agent that disappears is in the very back. Unless he like circled around somehow. I truly don't know. I guess I'm a little confused by that part.
0: Yeah, it's a little unclear. Maybe that's what I'm hinting at, but I think it's him. But uh, well, I'm, I'd love to hear from our listeners. That's what this is gonna be.
1: That's Still totally I'm badass. I like how this guy draws Hellboy too. Yeah, I really like this Hellboy in his
0: insane way of having to kill this dragon
1: this yeah this, this crazy swamp creature or a lake monster or whatever yeah this looks like a, a panel right out of like a strange
0: tales yeah old classic comic This it's awesome beast. i love the way he did the scales
1: yeah with all the scales it's so cool
0: yeah and it's just man with a u-turn only or right turn only sign
1: yeah
0: <laughs> I don't know if you'd put U-turn only. I don't think those signs exist. Sorry, I got like, our brains wrapped up in the mystery of this. No, story. no.
1: I, then I was Float wondering that. Down. Do you have like favorite panels or anything? I think my favorite panels, I think, are like a lot. Like they're funny.
0: Like they're all like the very violent panels. Like the,
1: the one st- where the lieutenant gets killed with his jaw. There's just that two pa- panel page. I think it's probably my favorite. It's really cool. Yeah,
0: and it's. I like the. I like the use of. Dave Stewart's the glow of the tongue
1: yeah. throughout, throughout
0: this. So they really like when the, the one agent, before he gets torn apart, I love the the green around his neck.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm very questionable of these, B, these BPRD agents that don't fire on the first frog they see. They're just like, let's get out of here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. Everything that's gruesome in this one is done really well.
1: Yeah, this is this guy's great at like gnarly gore. Very good gnarly
0: gore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really like it. I like the shadow. I think it's very claustrophobic. It's it plays out in a really fun way. It falls into one of those stories again. I I really don't know if I have a favorite one. I think it. it I think Severance just made it all work really
1: well. Totally. Did you have any favorite
0: besides just me? that
1: page? I think that page is really stands out.
0: I like his. I really I think he does a very good like. Abe. Abe looks very, to me, yeah, I a, like man Abe. The, a man out of the 40s. He has like a very strong, or a 50s. He has a very strong face.
1: Total. <laughs> all of their like jaws are like, they have like these, you know, square jaws, big, you know, big chins. They're manly men.
0: I think you're right on the last panel. I think it's a good way to end it just that long line. just Just the one. Yeah. <laughs> just one frog did all of this.
1: A lot of destruction. Yeah. Nasty. (laughs) But that was cool. Um, I liked
0: it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I think both of these, these stories are really good examples, fun little vignettes about their little fight and war on frogs.
1: Yeah. So cool.
0: Very good stuff. Um. I don't have any suggestions. I don't know about you. We sort of set them as we went. Aliens, I guess. Yeah, watch Aliens. Aliens
1: and Tango and Cash. There you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and watch Alien, the first Alien too.
1: Absolutely, it's- yeah. Absolutely watch the first one.
0: Very good stuff. But that leads us into the, just wrapping this up. Hell um, yeah. Listeners, we want to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts on these two um, storylines from War on Frogs. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts on the art as well as the story. Tell us, do you think that frog... That frog was was one of the uh, BPRD agents, maybe that one in the shadows with his little coy yeah. smile. Yeah. Cuz apparently I got us to scratch our heads and really muddled this recording by posing that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious um, now. Yeah, it seems like why put it in there? It's it's weird that it's a little unclear, but you know, maybe that's part of the mystery and you leave us a little feeling right. uneasy. Yeah. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please send all your thoughts about these um, stories or any prior stories or future stories to Crap at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on social media at Instagram, Podcast, Twitter, awcraphellboy. Um, we will respond to any of your comments or direct messages there. Just be aware that if you do want your thoughts shared on the podcast, give us an email. Um, That's how we will relay your information onto the show. That is awcrapahellboypodcasts at gmail.com. Yeah. And then, please, you can go out of your way, rate and review us on whatever platform you use. But if you do give us a five-star review that starts with the word boom on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review right here on the show. We'll praise you, give you a big old shout-out, and we call that Boom review. Yeah. So give us a boom review and share the show with all your friends that you think would like it. But that's it. This has been a fun episode. These little vignettes are really enjoyable, Kate, okay? Totally. Uh, can't wait. We'll close it out next episode with the final chapter of War on Frogs, and then we will finish out on with the Black Flame Epilogue. Oh. So that's going to be So see you then. <laughs> um, thank you again for listening. And remember, we love you. Yeah, I think we got it but it, on our opposite recordings, but I couldn't hear it. It was very funny. It was a weird delay over here. <laughs> Tonight is a very big delay night. Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it. Because it's real, and it has a name. One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One Million Musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.